Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, episode two of the Den Discussion with the KCB Music Den podcast. I'm Charlie. We're here with Kilo and Bravo. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are discussing our favorite bridges in songs. Hmm. And so we said to each other, hey, let's come up with five songs that had these favorite bridges or sections of songs. Um, maybe necessarily not a musical bridge, but like a bridge in our minds where, you know, it's a, a definitive kind of departure from where the rest of the song builds or where it's going or, or what direction it's going. Um, exactly. So that's kind of how we looked at it. Correct, boys? Yep. Um, so, yeah, so... I was super excited about doing this. Um, I probably had three or four that were off the top of my head that when we first discussed this, like, oh, yeah, that would be on my list. The other two or the other one was a little bit more of a dive, um, which I enjoyed just like I do with doing all of these podcasts. So, yeah, um, I guess I should start then. Or, Kilo, do you want to start with your first Up one? Up to you. Go ahead. Why don't you start with your first one? All right. Yeah, let's do it. And I tip my hat to Charlie. This was uh, his brainchild to do Favorite Bridges, and I thought it was really, really uh, great idea. Um, I watch a lot of music videos on YouTube for people that discuss uh, music and things like that, which we're hopefully eventually headed to YouTube ourselves at some point. Um, I don't really remember seeing anything where it's specifically talking about bridges in songs. So I thought this was a brilliant idea, Charlie. Um, so I wasn't sure how to do an order because I'm not ranking them like this is number one, the best bridge, you know, my favorite bridge ever. So what I decided to do is to just do them in chronological order. So my first bridge I want to discuss comes from 1977. Mm. All right. Um, the year I was born. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the year Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the year of this song. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perfect. So the band is called Player. The album is self-titled called Player. And you might know this song. I'm not sure. This was a big radio hit, actually, for them. Their biggest hit by far. It's a great ballad called Baby Come Back. You guys ever hear this song? Baby Come Back. Baby Come Back. I think this song is amazing. Um, And I I will never forget this. A little quick personal story. Um, When I was young, this song song was on the radio, so I didn't hear this in 1977 because I would have been three. I was a little older. But I wasn't much older, to be honest. I was probably like eight years old. Um, and I was still living in New Jersey before we moved to Pennsylvania, my family. And I remember we went out to dinner, I think like an Italian restaurant. And we went to drive home. And my family's in the car. So my dad, my mom, me and my sister were driving home. And it was very rainy. It was a bad storm. So we got into a car accident. It wasn't a huge deal. It was more like a fender bender. It wasn't a major thing. Uh, but, you know, we pulled over. The other car pulled over. My dad got out to talk to the guy. And... Uh, it was raining and it was dark and it was kind of scary because, I mean, it did, they did hit our car. But for a kid, it was kind of scary. And I don't know why, but I, to this day, and I don't have the greatest memory. People that know me well will tell you. But to this day, I still remember that this, was, this song was playing on the radio when we pulled the car over. And when I was sitting there waiting for my dad to come back in the car, feeling kind of scared. Um, and I just was try, focusing on something that wasn't the accident. And so I zoned in on the song. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this song is amazing. Um but the, it's just a great, great song. And then the lyrics in the bridge are, Now that I put it all together, give me the chance to make you see. Have you used up all the love in your heart? Nothing left for me? Ain't there nothing left for me? 
And when he sings that last line, he goes super, super high falsetto. I can't even, I can't even hit that high um, anymore. So yeah, I just, this song has a great groove and the bridge just really is, is, is really cool. Um, how long do you, how long approximately do you think the bridge lasts? Oh, it's like those four lyrics. I mean, it's, okay. there's a little bit of music right before he sings those words, but okay. it's, it's gotta be 15 seconds if oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like a moment, but yeah. uh, it takes the song to a different place. Like you mentioned before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, when I thought of this, I'm like, oh man, this is, this is a cool one to highlight. Um, so yeah, from 1977, baby come back. By player. Mm. Bravo. All right. <laughs> For my number one, I'm actually going to a uh, a song that's actually older than the one you just mentioned. Ooh. I'm going to 1972 wow. from my favorite album of all time, Exile on Main Street. Oh. And that is the Stones playing Loving Cup. Oh, I just listened to this the other day. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, around the two-minute mark in that song, it hits into the, into the bridge area. And it is just... If anybody wants to know what the Stones sounded like in 72, that's just fast forward to that spot. You have the keys. You have Keith Richards. You have uh, just, I mean, at that point, it's just a raucous sounding, just dirty, jazz sounding. uh, It's hard hard to explain, but it's Exile Main Street, you know, in a 20-second clip there. I mean, where it's just dirty sounding. It's a rock band. It's just having fun. Um, I mean, I think the lyrics in that part, he goes, I'm nitty gritty and my sheets are torn but I'll spill the beers with you until dawn. It's just, <laughs> I mean, he's just, it's dirty Rolling Stones at their best right there. Just, you want to just sit there in a juke joint, crack a beer open, let it spin. I mean, it's just, to me, that's that's the Stones. Great. That's where the Stones a great choice. hit their peak for me. So, Loving Cup by the Stones, my did, first choice. Now, did you pick, is there any sense in your chronological order? No, zero. For your, okay. Literally, <laughs> it's the way I wrote them onto the page. Okay. The so, yeah, no, no. Didn't favorites. know if there was a method to your madness. <laughs> that is my favorite <laughs> album of all time. So that one's okay. high up on my list. True. Yeah. I think, and I know we all, all three of us love Ryan Adams. I think yeah. I've seen a, a YouTube video yes. where he did a cover of this song. He went and actually did a whole performance in New Orleans. Where he covered all of Exile Main Street. That's what I saw. Front to back. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. amazing. Yep, yeah, I saw that. Yep. Great city, too. You ever get to New Orleans? Oof. Go to New Orleans. Yeah. So I did my list um, as Kilo did his in chronological order. I did mine alphabetically. Oh, okay. Because uh, I just felt like that was simply that simple. Works. And there weren't any artists that, mm-hmm. you know, had the same letter. So <laughs> my first track uh, for my favorite bridges um, is a band. Um, that now has, I think, three albums, uh, and that is the Alabama Shakes. I am a big Alabama Shakes fan, and this song is off their second album, Sound and Color, Mm -hmm. and it's a song called Gimme All Your Love. Okay. And so my story, my my Alabama Shakes story, very quickly to kind of, uh, you know, divert for a second. So when the single first came out, Hold On, off their first album. Yeah. Uh, World Cafe Live, uh, the their venue downstairs, which I can't think of why, why I can't think of the name of it, but anyway, it probably holds 300, 400 yeah. people. And so I was like, oh man, like this would be a great opportunity. Like, I think this band's gonna be big, you know, whatever. I'd love that. I love the album when it came out, and of course, the single. So, yeah, my friend Joey and I would get tickets to the show, we go down to the show, they play a killer set. We get there late though because we couldn't find parking. And Do you know we, who they were playing with? I seen them there as well with Shooter Jennings. 
This was 2015, I think. 14? Okay. I've seen it a little bit earlier than I think. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so we couldn't find parking. So we're, we walk in and they're playing Hold Hold On. They played their single as their first song. <laughs> they <opening set. laughs> It was so strange. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, they killed it, right? Yeah. So the show is over. They go off the stage. And as typical, if you've seen enough shows, like if you go to a show where a band is just basically touring off mm-hmm. their debut album, there's usually not an encore. No. Like it's pretty much they play their 10 songs or 50 yeah. minutes set and yeah. they're done, right? Yeah. So they go off the stage and we go, and I'll never forget this, we go up to pay our tab and there was a line to, to the bar to get, mm-hmm. you know, to like pay our tab. And all these people were walking out the, like walking out the door and it's downstairs. So literally you had to go upstairs to leave the building, right? So all these people are leaving, we're still there. Ten minutes later, they decide to come back out and do a ten-minute version of "When the Levee Breaks" by oh Led Zeppelin. Oh, and people actually who had left, who, who still, I guess, could hear, actually started filtering back in. <laughs> it was amazing. Like I've never, you know, I've seen you know hundreds of shows, and I've never seen that happen. Yeah, where a band like had probably no business going mm-hmm. back out there, but I bet like somebody at that venue was like. Dude, you guys just killed it. Can yep. you do one more song? Like, and they probably just picked like, yeah, you know, <laughs> let's do a, co- a crazy cover, and that's yeah. what they did. But anyway, cool. to digress, <laughs> this song itself, um, "Give Me All Your Love," it starts off as as this slow burner with Brittany Howard, their lead singer, pleading in this breathy voice, and then the bridge starts to pick up the pace at about the two minute and fifteen second mark with this kind of slow guitar strum. And then the guitars kind of roll along and it picks up the pace with the drums and bass. And then this climatic or climactic guitar solo takes over at the three minute and five seconds mark. And it lasts for 20 seconds. And then kind of the momentum of the bridge carries the song till it's ending. I think it's only like just under five minute song, um, but just a great, great um, highlight of, of the guitarist. So I forget the name of the guitarist, but just a great, great song and a great band. If you can, you're not familiar with the Alabama Shakes, check them out. Mm, yeah. As me, that's my first um, song for my favorite bridges. Gila, what you got? All right. A is for Alabama Shakes. A is for Alabama Shakes. <laughs> Good choice. All right. Well, Mr. Chronological Order over here is heading to 1986. All right. Um, regular listeners probably know I'm a huge fan of 80s music, but this will be my only favorite bridge from the mm. 80s on this list. Um. It is from an album called True Blue by Madonna. And the song is called Live to Tell. One of her best ballads. Um, this song is amazing. I know many people, I've had conversations with people that they aren't really Madonna fans, but they're like, oh yeah, Live to Tell is amazing. <laughs> um, and the song, right before the bridge, there's like a little, kind of like a string little section, and literally everything just comes to a grinding halt and there's like actual silence. Mm. And then she starts singing the bridge. Um, if I ran away, I never had the strength to get very far. How would they hear the beating of my heart? It's just, it's a beautiful, she sings it way better than I do, but it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. And honestly, when you gave this idea, Charlie, for favorite bridges, instantly, within a second, I was like, oh, let to tell. That's going to be on there. <laughs> Um, so the whole song is a masterpiece, but I love I the bridge. I'm familiar with it. I'm so. not too familiar with that. Wow, yeah, really? I got to listen to it now. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, um, off the, true blue. Yeah, yeah live okay. to tell the chorus. Uh, a man can tell a thousand lies. I learned my lesson well. Well, I yeah, got, I got to dig into that. One of her best songs ever, in my humble opinion. But. So yeah, check it out. Uh, live to tell by Madonna from 1986 is my second choice. Over to you, Bravo. Sweet. All right. Well, for my second choice, it might be you guys might not know this song either. I don't know. Um, I'm going with a band called Lucero. Oh yeah. Are you familiar with them? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, they have an album called Tennessee, which is a very all country sounding album. It's mm. it's rock, but it's got a, you know a lot of country elements into it. Uh, and then the, the song title is Nights Like These, hmm. and he's basically singing along about just being heartbroken. The girl left him, and he's just not doing well. It's it's a song about this girl, and you know it's just very down on the dumps. But then it hits a point where the music kind of cuts off, and he sings, "Beer tastes like blood, and my mouth is numb, and I can't make the words I need to say." She had a weakness for writers, and I was never good with the words anyway. Ooh, oh, wow. man, what a beautiful fucking line that is. That's a great line. And then as soon as he says that, boom, the band kicks in. Guitar solo, the drums are going, mm-hmm. it just picks right up. And nice. right back into the chorus then. I'm like, oh, my God, what a punch. Like, it's like getting caught with the right hook you're not expecting there. That little, wow. Just, and how long is that list? Oh, the, the part where he just, sings is maybe about a 15-second. Yeah. The music stops. Because yeah. it's like a rocking rock song, and then it just stops. And he sings that amazing verse. And then, boom, right back into the music. And now it's up-tempo. It's, like it's even moving quicker. And he goes right back into the chorus, and he's singing it with even more aggression. But that line, I thought, man, that's one of my favorite lines ever written, is she had a weakness for writers, and I was never good with the words anyway. That it's is terrific. Amazing. Yeah. I thought, wow, what a what a last statement they make going right back into the chorus. So, yeah. I'm going to check that song out, definitely. Yeah, nights like choice. these are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so Great, great stuff. Good band. Oh, great. Yeah. All right, boys and listeners. I my um, second pick for my best or my favorite bridges um, is a band that we are going to be doing soon uh, for a podcast uh, or for our perfect album picks, and that's the great band Coldplay. See us for Coldplay. See us for Coldplay. Coldplay. <laughs> in my <laughs> corner, <laughs> and of course, this album is off their X and Y. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to be honest. This song, when I hear this song, it it, it makes me cry. Can I, mean, I guess? Can I guess which song? Go ahead. Fix You. Fix You. It is. Great. Yeah. Of course. Great choice. Um, yeah, this song is is very, very, uh, it's just an emotional song. Um, yeah. And the bridge at the 2 minute and 35 second mark of this song, after he sings Fix You, and then when Johnny cranks that guitar, and yep. the, uh, it's just... Oh, yeah, this is a great pick. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's just, it, it, again, if, if you are not moved by that bridge, like, you don't have a heartbeat. Like, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. Um, it, it makes your skin tingle. Like, that's how good it is. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's maybe one of the disappointing attributes, and we'll talk about this more in, in, in The Perfect Album, but I just feel like... Johnny Buckland is such a great guitarist. It's it's like with Radiohead. Like when Johnny Greenwood is not mm-hmm. highlighted enough, like please let this guy play guitar. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Enough with the synth, enough with yeah. the production, enough with like yeah. let this guy play mm-hmm. guitar. Like yeah. perfect example. I mean, this song is all Johnny Buckland. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then really it kind of ends when Chris starts singing, you know, I see this street, round down your mm-hmm. face. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Coldplay Fix You, my second choice. Great choice. Yeah, Great I love that lyric. Tears stream down your face when you lose something you cannot Can't replace. replace. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. yeah. 
Gets Not you, fair. Gives you the feels. No, <laughs> yeah, sure. it does. All right, great choice. Kilo, what you got? Yeah. All right, so number three, right? Yeah. Well, Chronology Boy is going to 1993. Ooh. A band that is near and dear to all of us, and we've already done a Perfect Album Picks episode on. Nice. I'm going to the album August and Everything After ah, yes. by the mighty Counting Crows. Mm. And this is a very brief little moment in the song. It's a very quick bridge, but it's very effective. I was going to say, are you going to allow us to guess? You can guess. Just a little moment. I'm, I'm, for me, I'm, I can't. There's too many good ones. Yeah. It's towards I, the end of the album. I'm gonna, I was going to say Anna Begins. No. Should I tell you? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Raining in Baltimore. Oh. Ooh. And I tell you, it might be a surprise pick for the bridge because it's very quick. And not on any of our perfect album picks, I don't remember. No, I don't think it was, yeah. surprisingly. What a great song. Great song. Um, now, he, the song, it just kind of keeps going back and forth between the same... It doesn't even really have necessarily a... Well, a it does have a course. It does have a course. I'm sorry. Yeah. That I need a phone call part. But, um, but it's a very sparse song. And when the bridge starts, it goes to that different chord there. And Charlie comes in with the accordion right there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we, when he sings, and I get no answers, and mm-hmm. I don't get no change. Mm-hmm. It's raining in Baltimore, baby. But everything else is the same. It's yeah. just a little moment. But if, it, if the song didn't have that little bridge, it would just not be as good of a song. Um, and to me, that's that's a great song lyric wise, but those are the best lyrics of the song, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well just that yeah, tiny that's a bridge. Great. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I was happy with that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Raining in Baltimore from Counting Crows. Bravo. Perfect. The floor is yours. All right. I was going to say real quick, yeah. there, there aren't too many songs out there that you can talk about the accordion in the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is very true. Accordion to us, anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right, so for my third, I'm going to actually go to one where musically they took over. Because normally for me, it's the lyrics to catch me. I go, wow. Yeah. But I enjoyed the musical break, this bridge broad. And that's Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the song is Wet Sand. Mm. Okay, remember what that one? That, that, that is off of Stadium Arcadia. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Double up. Yeah, and at the 340 mark in that song, it breaks down with just basically Frashante playing guitar, mm-hmm. a keys come in, like a, a keyboard, which you don't hear that a whole lot with Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. and Flea playing this rolling bass line over top where it's just between Frusciante, the bass, and these keys. It's just got this really upbeat, the octaves change, and it just has this real nice sound. And then Ketis is in the background just singing, you don't form in the wet sand, you don't form at all, over and over again as these keys and the guitar. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Frusciante fan. And for me, yeah. whenever him and Flea are getting it kind of showcased and out there yeah. playing... That's great. I mean, I could turn that radio up to like, you know, all the way and just let that thing blare in the car. Yeah, so, cool. yeah. For me, that's where I go with that one is Red Hot Chili Peppers, Wet Sand. That's yeah. a great pick. Yeah, Absolutely. it is. Uh, I've heard, I thought I heard recently that Frashante is back with them and he they're working back. on new music. He is back there. Ooh, but Klingerhofer yeah. was, he's, he, he oh, was yeah. serviceable. I mean, I, and Klingerhofer yeah. has said they don't speak no more. Oh, really? <laughs> he didn't sound, all, I watched an interview where he didn't sound happy About that John breaking. said, I'm coming back. And it was like, see ya. See ya, exactly. Uh, this is a guy that John worked with very exclusively one-on-one for many years. Hmm. Now, why doesn't a band like that keep keep Klinghoffer and bring Frashante back? Because, I mean, you know, they could trade off rhythms and leads and play off each other. It's, like, they I have think, plenty of money. It's not like... It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's more or less, this is my baby, you know, because it's already been kind of mentioned that the songs Frashante did not write with the band 
will not be being performed going forward. Uh, okay, so anything else? There's, there's some egos involved. Too. There's some egos involved. Yeah, yeah. Which really, who loses in that? The fans, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. That's really yeah. yeah. That's disappointing. Well, hopefully this is not disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> my third point. I want to see choice. what letter we're going to next. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to M. All right, M is for. <laughs> well. <laughs> He's like, that's not how I want to intro. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. No, but I will say, this, uh, this was a song that I kind of researched and kind of dove into and kind of went back into some catalogs and back into some albums that I, I thought might have a bridge that I like, but I wasn't like, you know, sure. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of falls into that category. And so M is for Muse. Oh. oh I'm a that. big Muse fan. Uh, I, I just think they just fucking kill it. <laughs> yeah. The wall of sound they can come up with with three yep. guys is just impressive. Um, and this is off one of my favorite albums of theirs, uh, Absolution. Oh, that is by far my favorite album. album. Yes. Yeah. And it is Butterflies and Hurricanes. Oh, yes. The, I mean, good lord. It's, it's, it's like, this song is like a rock opera in and of itself. And then mm-hmm. the bridge in this song, I mean, it's, the song itself, it's an intense opening. Um, where the drums kick in about the 52nd mark. Um, it picks up in the pa- it picks up space in the volume. Uh, this wall of sound is only Muse can. And then around the 2 minute and 35 second mark, the drums pound feverishly and then seek into this beautiful pi- piano solo with an orchestra that abruptly stops at about the 3 minute and 20 second mark. So this is like a 50 second, like, just beautiful. Him playing mm. piano, arpeggio, I mean, just cascading just it just it's emotional um and then another beautiful piano solo begins with the the sweeping orchestra that ends around the four minute mark um but i think the song's like five minutes and 14 seconds um but yeah for for me i was like holy crap like this song i mean it it really was like truly like a rock opera in like the the vein of like you know like a a queen song or you Mm -hmm. know something yeah something to that effect but yeah for me butterflies and hurricanes from the Absolution album. Uh, check it out. Uh, as Kilo said, just a great album. It, yeah. it's been a while that. That's a fantastic album. Yeah. That's one of those albums where there's there's some albums that I have always in the back of my mind. Like, I own this on CD. I would absolutely love to own this on vinyl. And that's that's one of them. Yep. I actually yep. saw it on vinyl once and I didn't get it. I'm still kicking myself. Um, all right. Well, my fourth choice. Yeah, fourth. So, if I'm going in chronological order, I'm going only one year past the Counting Crows song, to 1994. And I'm going to an album called Throwing Copper. The band, as you all know, is live, and they're from one county over here in York County from us here in Pennsylvania. Uh, It's hard for me to put into words how much uh, the first four live albums mean to me. Um, What about five? Uh, Literally, (laughs) the one called five. How about you skip that? Yeah, let's throw it out the window. (laughs) might have been what I did after her. But it's anyway. Snow, it's covered yeah, in snow out there. It's an artifact. I'm going to find it. I still love you guys. You're still my hero, still heroes to me. Um, but I'm going with the song I Alone. Mm. Now, I particularly think of, when I think of this song, I particularly think of their Saturday Night Live performance of this song. Especially when they hit this bridge where it starts to change that chord and they just hold it for a while before he starts singing the lyrics. Um, and Ed is just, his head's bobbing and his eyes are like almost like he's possessed. Um, 
And, you know, oh, now we took it back too far. Mm -hmm. Only love can save us now. That whole section. Mm -hmm. Just so powerful. And just can't imagine the song without that bridge. Um, And just as a little side note, I always noticed this. This was like a big deal to me when I was uh, younger. It still is. But um, the song, the chorus, of course, I alone love you, I alone tempt you, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So at the very, very end of the, the performance on SNL, for national audience, as a shout out to the fans back home, Guitarist Chad Taylor, as he's singing, I alone love you, I alone love you, the very, very last one before the last chord of the song is rung out, he sings, we alone love you. The band saying to the fans, we love you. Thank you for your support. So if you catch that performance on YouTube and you notice that he sings, we alone love you, I thought that was really cool. That's cool. So anyway, terrific bridge on that song. Uh, A lot lot of power, a lot of energy. So that is the great band live from Throwing Copper with I Alone from 1994. Bravo. Perfect. Yeah, that is a great band. We've all oh, yeah. been from Lancaster, you know, York. Yeah. Jeez. Fantastic. My next one, one number four, I guess it is now. I went with a band that actually had three different bridges from three different songs. I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to use. They just write fantastic bridges. Ooh. The Beatles. The... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Blind Melon. Oh. oh, nice. They write fantastic bridges. Nice. This one I picked is from the song Soul One off the album Nika. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was a song I was driving to uh, Oklahoma, and I had the radio, you know, my CD in, just there. And sometimes you just catch a part you didn't catch before. And it's so one, it's just kind of this, you know, acoustic-driven song where, you know, it's just calm and peaceful. And all of a sudden, at this bridge, the vocals pick up. It goes up into, like, a, you know. And then he just starts singing this line that I just, again, I I get caught by the lyrics and bridges. Sometimes it pulls away from the rest of the song, and there's, like, statement in there. But in this one, he says, I should have never taken the time because I found myself living a lonely lie. You said you left to find yourself, but I never got a chance to say goodbye. Mm. And I thought, man, what a beautiful lyric. Nice. Yep. And then he goes back to the, you know, she was my soul one, and then he goes right back into the chorus. But it's just a beautiful, you know, again, focus on his vocals, the lyrics. Yeah. It's just a sweeping melody. I mean, it's just really beautiful. So. Shannon who? Oh, Miss Shannon. Oof. Yeah. So, yep, fine melon. All right, boys. Well, my pick four starts with an R. R is four. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Radiohead, of course. Oh yeah, good call, uh, Bravo. I should have known. And I mean, I really would have had to listen to their entire discography yeah. to find you know um, numerous opportunities to you know pick a bridge from you know that was a favorite of mine from them. But one that stands out to me, and, and again, when I, when I brought up this idea, this song you know, kind of was, was in the back of my mind as, as one of my picks. And uh, that is off OK Computer. Any guess? I would think... Would have been only a year after yeah. 1996. Well, it's funny you say this. My guess is Paranoid Android. Absolutely. And you know, that was just missed my list. Oh! <laughs> we almost had the same one. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, this, is, this song is actually divided into four sections. Um, mm-hmm. According to the band, so to me, section three is hmm. is one the one that I want to highlight, and that's basically when you know, rain down, uh, yeah, on me. you know yeah. that that part is just it, it's just amazing. And then it is. if you watch the music video, the animated music video, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's kind of fucked up <laughs> um, because when that bridge starts the. It's the businessman getting out of the taxi <laughs> on the bridge, and the kid is climbing up on that light pole, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's oh, yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. 
and the businessman ends up stripping down in this dominatrix outfit <laughs> and starts banging on the pole while an angel in a helicopter takes the kid away as the man continues to pound away. And then right as he starts singing, you know, God loves his children, yeah. then he starts accidentally cuts his legs off <laughs> and falls into the water, yes. sinks mm-hmm. to the bottom of the sea, while the angel then brings the kid back to the light pole. And he thought, I mean... Yeah, I vividly remember this. Yeah, it, it's very just, strange. Yeah. Yeah, but um, musically... Again, it's it's radio, like yeah. quintessential Radiohead, and that's why I had Ernie uh, Android. Off topic here, but there's one line. My favorite music video of all time is a Radiohead video, and I can't remember what song it is. Maybe you guys remember. You remember the video in which someone was laying on a sidewalk? Just, just. Is that what yep. it's called? Okay, yep. that is my all-time favorite. Video. And we never, it's we we still don't know. Don't know what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Oh They've my never gosh! What a fantastic what video that is. It is. It's, it's intense. Yeah. That is. <laughs> that might be my favorite song on that album. Which yeah. that album is. Flawless, the bands. Yes. I couldn't remember which one it was, but oh my god! Yeah, yeah. just definitely. Mm-hmm. Keila, what you got? That's my last one, right? Last one, yep. number five. Well, we're going ahead in time, past the nineties, and my final selection is going to be from the year two thousand four. Oh, and it's going to be now. Did you say what was the name of the Lucero album? Oh, Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Yep. Well, this album's actually called Nashville. Oh, Josh Ross, and it's by Josh Ross. Uh-huh. Great album. This song is a ballad on there, which I think is one of his best pieces of songwriting ever. Any guesses, Bravo? I don't know. There's so many good songs on that album. Yeah, that's true. I put you on the spot. Yeah, that's a, that's a highly underrated album. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I went with a song called Sad Eyes. Okay. okay. Yep. yep. Um, now, the song primarily, Until the Bridge Hits... It's just the piano and Josh Rouse's voice. And there's a tiny little bit of strings right before the bridge, but that is it. Mm-hmm. That's all it needs. Um, but when that bridge kicks in, the drum comes, drums come in. The, I mean, the whole band, the background singers, it's just like explodes. Um, and it's got that, took a lot of tears, but all you had to find was sympathetic ears, the ones mm-hmm. you left behind. And then the background goes, took a whole lot of tears, while the other part keeps going, you know. And the cool thing about this bridge, too, is that the song ends with a double chorus. And on the second and final chorus of the song, they echo that part in the background of the bridge. Took a lot of tears. In the background, if you listen for it. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's an amazing piece of songwriting. Josh Rouse is someone we will be talking about yeah. again on this podcast. We will be doing a Perfect Album Picks for Josh Rouse at yeah. some point. Or I quit. No. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with Josh Rouse, the two albums I would say that to start with mm-hmm. are 1972 oh. and Nashville. I would start there and then go backwards and forwards if you like him. But uh, talk about underrated. Um, I put him in the same sentence as someone like Ryan Adams. Like, that's how serious I am about how amazing Josh Rouse is. So I'll just put that <coughs> out there now. Yep. Um, yep. Sad Eyes from Josh Rouse off the fantastic album from 2004 called Nashville. Excellent. Bravo. Now, just to touch back on yours a little bit here. Yeah. 72. Didn't that come with a bonus DVD? Yes. Oh, my God. That was amazing. And that's what got me into his whole catalog, because mm-hmm. very wisely... Was it just a show? or well, it, was it was a, a documentary. documentary. It was shot so beautifully. Well, the, well the, the DVD that came in 1972 had the music video for Love Vibration, mm-hmm. and it might have had part of a show, but it also had a documentary. So I had an interview footage with him, and it, and it peppered in songs from his previous albums. 
So if you're like me, who started with mm-hmm. 1972, yep. and it all started for me with Josh Rouse when I read a four-star review of his album 1972 in Uncut Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was at jury duty. I'll never forget this. I had jury duty, and I was killing time, so I was flipping through this magazine. And I'm like, this guy sounds interesting. So I got the album, came with the DVD, like you said. Yep. And all the songs, not all the songs, but a lot of the songs from his previous albums were featured in the documentary very wisely because I was like, I got to get all these albums. And he's one of my favorites of all time. Just unbelievable. I've seen him live several times. Got to meet him after a show. So His album, um, Under the Cold Blue Stars. Oh, yeah. Right before 1972. Oh, my God. That song, Feeling No Pain. Oh. <laughs> oh. His, I mean, some of his more recent stuff... Uh, I'm not gonna say it's not good. It just doesn't like resonate. Isn't yeah. as life changing for me as. But yeah. his first, his first album, all the way through to Nashville. Yeah, I would say, Nashville. or even past that for me. But definitely for you know your average mm-hmm. listener, I would say the first album through Nashville are like essential albums to have in your collection. Yep. That's how much I love this guy. So I agree. Bravo. Yes, all right, for my last one, I'm actually picking a song called "The Promise." That was a single from the movie The Promise, which is about the uh, Armenian genocide. It's performed by Chris Cornell. And in the song, it's a guitar and orchestral type song where he's singing along. Um, just a single by him. But at one point, the, the horns, the strings all drop. And it's just him and an acoustic guitar. And he sings, the books are still open on the table. The bell's still ringing in the air. The dream's still clinging to the pillow. The, still, the, the song's still singing in the prayer. But it's just hearing... Cornell's voice Oof. with a guitar. The guitar plays through the first, I'd say, the eight measures of that. And then the last two lines, it's just his vocal, vocals. and uh-huh. Oh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Then he goes back into the song. but I thought you were going to say System of a Down for a oh, second. No. Like... <laughs> no, no. But to <laughs> me, that's... Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> but it does, to me, it doesn't get better than Chris Cornell and guitar. And I, mean, I just found out, I don't know if you guys have like Spotify and all that. He came back as my number one listen to artist last year. Wow. Chris Cornell, so. Wow. Posthumous. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Charles. now is that song only on a soundtrack? It was a soundtrack. Okay. Release. Yep. So nothing on any of his box. Well, I think he, he had a, a, a uh, and I didn't get it because I have all the stuff. Yeah. But I think it had a, like a post, like you said, posthumous release of all of his stuff from Soundgarden, Audio Slaves. Okay. So, so I think they might have popped that on there too. Okay. Mm, yeah. All right, boys. So my last. Last pick for my uh, favorite bridges. Let's see, we had R last. So this is going to be W. Wolfhounds. No. Wilco. Oh, it would be Wilco. Wilco. Good good call. This was actually track five off my perfect album pick when we did Wilco. Hmm. So go back and listen, folks, if you haven't heard our perfect album picks episode of Wilco. And by the way, Charlie's sitting here today with a Wilco t shirt on. (laughs) Sure. So I should have (laughs) known. So this is off their uh, um, album Sky Blue Sky. Ooh. And of course, Impossible Journey. Oh. And you know what? After like I really dove into this song. Like really listened to it. You know, because you know, you can listen to a song, but if you really listen to the song, mm-hmm. yeah. It, what 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 drew me, or like the, the thing that kind of stuck out to me was the beginning of the song, up until this bridge. It, the song kind of rambles and, and kind of seems out of focus. But when the bridge kicks in at the 2 minute and 45 second mark with Nels Klein, you know, his beautiful guitar, it 
it kind of focuses the song. You yeah. Know? And it almost like Definitely. provides a direction to then mm-hmm. the song. And I think that's what makes, you know, this bridge to me so stand out. Because it is. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. Oh, yeah. um, and it also builds in tempo and volume too, which I like. Like mm-hmm. it starts off, you know, and even in even Jeff's voice, like isn't, you know, I wouldn't say it's real like um, profound or like, you know, really loud, like volume wise on the track. Um but yeah, and then it's kind of playful too, like his, you know, do 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 you know, um, until Tweety and Sansone join, and then it kind of, then they kind of provide that interplay, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, between the three of them, and yeah, and then that kind of when it takes off, you know, from the rest of the song. But yeah, for me, Impossible Germany, and again, this and Paranoid Android for me were the two immediate, like, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, now we talked about this uh, off camera, but the song that I was the third one that I really thought felt yeah really thought was going to be on my list, but then again after really diving into it and listening to it um, was the song uh, from My Morning Jacket called Off the Record off their Z album because again it's a great bridge but it really just ends the song like the <laughs> songs you know the bridge starts around like the three minute mark or two forty five mark and it just basically continues and ends the song so more of an outro really, yeah yeah I didn't really feel like that was a bridge so. That's why I omitted it, but I definitely wanted to give that some props too. But yeah, so Welcome Impossible Germany was my last pick. So. Nice. Great picks, guys. Yeah, yeah I, this was a great idea, and I think it's it's funny that we both almost had the Radiohead song, but yeah. it's on my honorable mentions. Um, I have a, I have a couple that I can throw out just sure, if, I mean, just because I kind of whittle my list down just yeah. just for fun. Um, that just didn't make the list was the Radiohead song. I also had the uh, the bridge to uh, Corduroy by Pearl Jam. Oh. Um, another one that I think you guys will both like um, the song Pride from Manchester Orchestra mm-hmm. okay. sound yep. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. so good um, yeah that's about it But um, so we've got a little bit of time here I just wanted to as we always do at the end of the Den discussions just a free form you know what have you been listening to um, I know Charlie you texted us the other day that the New Hold Steady and the new yeah. David Gray albums are out. Anybody get a chance yeah. to listen to them yet? I did not. I listened to the first like three or four songs of Hold Steady. Solid. So, so far. So I'm excited to listen to the rest of that. Um, yeah. Uh, David Gray I did not listen to yet. But um, yeah, still listen to that Foo Fighters album too. It's it's solid. Like, yeah. it's, it's staying with me too, which is nice. Have you heard the new Foo Fighters yet? I've Probably. listened to clips. I've listened to some clips of it. I haven't. Formed an opinion of it yet? Sure, I gotta, I gotta give it a few more spins. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to the entire new Hold Steady album this morning. Actually, oh. um, I enjoyed it. Um, they're an interesting band for me. I kind of have to be in the right mood for them because, you know, Craig Finn—that's the singer right here. Yeah. He does that kind of talking it's style of singing with you. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. in the verses. Like yep. that, it, a lot of times, it sounds like he's not even singing; he's just <laughs> speaking. Yeah, but it's unique and it's it's cool. But I kind of have to be in the right mood for it. But. Um, the first song right away, I was like, "Oh, this is good." Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed lyrically, there's a lot of references to like hospitals and like people's health, darker and lyrics, things like that. So I, I don't know if was, some of this was written during the pandemic, but yeah. um, very interesting to me. Um, and I listened to most of the new David Gray. Uh, the first track, I was like, "Oh, did I accidentally press Bonnie there?" <laughs> um, but then it got into the second track. It was yeah. like, "Okay, there's his voice." Okay. Um, so, but yeah, I, I thought it was very good actually. Sure. Um, and speaking of albums that'll be coming soon, that yeah. I'm excited about it. You guys probably are too. 
Um, the new Manchester Orchestra yeah. will be coming in late April. Um, and I heard the first single called Bedhead, I believe. Yes. I thought it was fantastic. Very good. Um, and a band that we've done a Perfect Album Picks episode of in the past that you can go back and check out, Crowded House is going to be releasing an album in June. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's their first album in over a decade. And I believe the singer Neil Finn's son Liam, who's a solo artist in his own right, has officially joined the band now. Oh, really? Um, so I heard the first single. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it almost sounds like Liam it's, sings on it, actually. It's very poppy. I thought yeah. it was very poppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do. It sounds like they might be moving a little bit of a different sound, mm-hmm. maybe with Liam's influence. I don't know. Um, but yeah, lots lots of great new music. It seems like this year's going to, it already seems like this year's going to be shaping up to Should be, be some. Some solid new releases to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Kings of Leon, I think. Have oh yeah, Kings of Leon have a new one coming yeah. out soon. I heard the I heard the song off that. I was I was I like that yeah. more so than some of the more recent yeah, stuff. That might actually. be a that might be a band we do down there. Yeah. Oh right? yeah, absolutely, yeah. definitely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anything else, guys? You've been listening to or? <sighs> no, I've been all over the place. I yeah. There hasn't been a new album that's caught my attention for a while, so I'm listening to. You're just revisiting everything else. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. How about you, Charlie? No, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, absolutely. But, cool. Yeah, that was a good episode, or that was that was good, good, good uh, conversation and good picks, guys. So yeah, our second den discussion, favorite bridges. So the next time you hear us on KCB Music Den will be our next uh, episode for perfect album picks, and we're going to do YouTube. Yes, it's going to be fun. I finalized my picks yesterday, so now I just have to do my notes and kind of prepare. But um, I made the, the the final decisions, and it was it was tough. But Some painful um, decisions, again. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm happy with my album. So, um, looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fun. All right. So, as always, for the KCB Music Den podcast, I am Kilo. Signing off with Charlie and Bravo. Please check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You can hear us on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we are hosted by Anchor.fm. Thank you again to the great folks at Anchor for hosting our podcast. We will see you soon, and everybody stay safe. Take care.